Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of online marketing and sales for home builders all across the universe or maybe the multiverse. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and try to elevate the conversation. Welcome to episode 266. I'm Mike Lyon, and with me is Jen Barkin. We sound different. Why? Because it's a podcast takeover, <laughs> Jen. We're taking over this podcast. I'm editing live the opening remarks because yeah. it's our show now, ladies and gentlemen. What happened? Well, Kevin's out of town, Jackie's out of town, and Andrew, poor guy, the ad doctor, is not mm. feeling well. And we said, yeah. don't worry about it. We got it. We're going to come on. And Mike Lyon and Jen Barkin are going to talk about all things online sales. How does that sound to you, Jen? I think it sounds amazing. I've been waiting for my opportunity for online people talking to take over <laughs> and dominate Market Proof Marketing Podcast. Oh, uh, sneaking in. That, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she's as you can tell, folks, uh, Jen's a little bit competitive. You know, I, I'm not I'm I'm proud of it though. You know, it, it's yeah. like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that competition. Yeah. You won the silver uh, next to the gold for market proof marketing, yes. which good job. Round of applause, yeah. everybody. I don't have the sound effects like Kevin does, but we're doing real clapping. Uh, but you know, how can we get back at him? We'll just take over the podcasts. No, but we're happy to do it. And we've got a couple of things. So we're going to jump right into story time right here. Normally, you would hear sound effects. Is this is what Wait, we do what is it? Play the sound effects for the office. Okay, anyway. Jen, you go first. You got some You got some story story time for us all? Yeah, I do. So I want to bring this up because it's been a little trend lately that I've been seeing. So I've been hearing some grumblings about sales, even marketers kind of checking into what online sales is doing more, listening to calls, getting in there, which I mean, I'm not mad about. I'm not mad about that part. I'm not mad about like being interested and curious of what's going on because I think that's important, but almost like checking behind them in CRM, um, you know, sending these updates to upper leadership, like, Hey, um, I see this is going on. Like, what do you think? Do we have an issue here? And then was even on a call, um, last week or so where we heard of like on sites going into the online sales database oh boy, and deleting stuff and oh, like my. changing stuff. And I started getting like heart palpitations. Um, it was just complete weirdness. And so I thought that was kind of interesting, Mike, for us to kind of talk about for a second, because yeah. while I I like the the interest, right? Everybody should be like understanding what everybody does and like curious and everybody should know what everybody's doing. But I get a little protective of online sales when I hear about some of this like going into databases and 
looking and listening to calls and following up on those things. So I think well, that's really me, interesting. Let, let me be let me be armchair podcast therapist here. I don't yeah. think you're I don't think you sounds like you're not protective about um people participating. It's more about the intent. Like what's yes. the intent behind uh, yes. a sales rep jumping into an online mm-hmm. sales specialist lead and critiquing it or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have some sneaking suspicions about where this might be coming from, but what, what are, what are your thoughts well, on listen, where historically, the energy's from? Well, listen, historically when things get hard or harder, everybody kind of looks the other direction, you know, on sites typically look to marketing and to online sales and go, Hey, I need more, I need more traffic or what's happening with the leads. What's happening with the appointments. Um, same for, you know, marketing, like, Hey, everybody's kind of got this microscope of looking at, you know, what's happening with the leads. Here's what we're spending on marketing. What's going on here. And so, you know, what's the intent there is the intent to make somebody look bad, like they're not doing their job or is is the intent to be like, Hey, help me understand this. I think that's the difference. And I hope it's helped me understand this and not like, Hey, you know, because if you're sales and you're doing that, I would say to you, Hey, go follow up with people you've already met with. (laughs) Well, focus on those types of things. Yeah. We've, we've been through things like this before and in a, in Mm -hmm. a mark, which listen, the, the, the last three months of 2022, uh, no fun, uh, huge shift. Mm -hmm. And, and it was kind of moving that direction anyway. And so there's that increased level of stress. And anytime your program is creating 50% of your sales, uh, they might turn around and point and say, well, what's going on over there? We're most, we're used to most of our sales are coming from this. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it. I don't like it either. But how can we solve it? Like it, 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 marketers listening to this, sales leaders listening yeah. to this, and even online sales specialists, be proactive yeah. in, in your communication and do some of that internal PR to help people understand what it is that you're doing on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis to generate that activity. I think that'll yeah. help stave some of that off. And you know what we've seen just in the past couple of months too, the the boost in in things moving in a better direction is helping as well. Kind of calm yeah. everybody down. Well, I I think what you said is key. It's it's all about communication. It's about going directly to the source and having the conversations, not going around people, right? And mm-hmm. you know, marketing. If you have questions about that, you know, go to the online sales leadership or go directly to the online sales specialist and and have a have those dialogues of like understanding what the numbers mean. And, you know, having that, that collaboration together, I think is what's really important. Yeah. And I'm going to end your story time with another little quick pro tip. If, if an online sales specialist is unmanaged and then all of a sudden is getting managed by potentially a person who doesn't understand what's happening from start to finish, that always creates friction. Mm, So, you know, take a little bit of time, work Mm -hmm. into it. It'll be all right. That's interesting though, Jen. Mm Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right. You want to hear my story? Yeah. What's your story time? I'll tell you my story. So I originally paid $100 to get on the list for the Ford <laughs> F-150 Lightning. Yeah. You know, that's the electric. I remember you telling me about that. Yes. Yeah. Because it was years ago. I don't remember. Yes. 2021, I think, when this happened. Yes. You were okay. so excited. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I, I sat there and I waited. And then right. they said they were getting ready to launch it. And then I got some email, you know, some emails about monthly kind of giving us, hey, here's the future of electrification for trucks and all these things. I'm like, okay, it's getting close. It's got to be getting mm-hmm. close. Um, then they said, okay, you can order. And I go to order online and check out and I could log in and do all this stuff. Well, my model wasn't available to order. And I'm like, what the heck? And that's the one time I called the dealership and they were like, we don't know what's going on. Um, But then I had to wait. And then I think around two months later here at the end of last year, my model was available to order. So I ordered it and started the process. And it was just so interesting tracking along all this because it is, it's a pre-sale process mm-hmm. for, a, for a truck. And I think it's insightful because not all of us are going to be able to go out there and get on a pre-sale program or buy that new home. I sold a home and bought a home during the hot market, but it wasn't a pre-sale process. Now this is the time where I've had an opportunity to be exposed like to the emotional side of something I really want that I can't have, or I have to mm-hmm. wait, or I need to check on what's going on. And it's given me this insight into our consumers. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine it for a, whatever, $50,000, $60,000 truck. Right. But a $500,000 home, $600,000 home. And now I've got it. I've, I've paid it for it. I've ordered it. So batteries, you've ordered it. So batteries caught on fire. Yes. <laughs> the, okay. at the plant, they've stopped building trucks. And I'm just like checking every week, like what's going on? What is happening? I don't know. But the big takeaways from this that I was thinking about, like what matters to even the people listening to the story is until we're really in a, a consumer's shoes, we don't understand fully the emotional mm-hmm. side of what's going on. So that's interesting. But the second part is, what if I had a person to talk to? Like, and I'm not saying I should have a person to talk to because I would worry <laughs> about that person. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on a second. <laughs> right? And and that's what we often right. do. So translating that into story time to maybe a question for you, Jen, and even to the marketers out there, Ford has done a decent job of keeping me updated on what mm-hmm. is going on. That was going to be my question. Like, what's the Pretty updates decent. been like? Emails coming through when mm-hmm. it's time. Emails when, hey, it's been ordered. Hey, it's been... In, it's been all email. It's all email. Okay. No one has ever reached out to me. And I can go back on, on the website and check the status at any time. Um, but if we don't have, like, in a void of that kind of communication and that kind of information in a pre-sale process for a home builder, a lot of times don't we just put the burden on online sales to be like, hey, just call this person and ask them what's going on. Don't we see that oh, a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's. But but see, the difference is with online sales, they don't always have any information to share too. And it's like them trying to come up with something to say. And so a lot of times what happens is, right, they, they just don't say anything at all. And then that's where the, it kind of. It creates a lot of busy work a and, lot of, and yeah. busyness. Yeah. And, and I, I would say 70% of the time, and I could be wrong on this, so I'll make up numbers on the podcast to sound like I'm smart. But I would say at least 70% of the time, especially in this current market, when we've, we, we, haven't, we haven't really run pre-sale the way that we know mm-hmm. we're supposed to when the market was so hot, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, it was more about priority lists. Just get on the list and then we'll call mm-hmm. you when we're ready. 
I feel like we've kind of forgotten how to put good content around the presale. And then we've just put the burden on a person mm -hmm. to handle phone calls and emails. Mm -hmm. And I get, I get a little concerned about that. And, and I think we could take a page out of, uh, out of Ford or, or, or someone who's done a little bit more well, diligence in putting this information on the website, having good FAQs, being good at mm -hmm. the email communication to remove a lot of that uh, real one-to-one -one communication. Here's the question though. Before you actually were able to order it and yes. it was still just like kind of like a hundred dollar reservation basically. Right. Was it still proactive communication out to you or did the communication pick up once you now, like once you order it, it's like, it's yours. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. There was definitely a delineation of, of like, and which by the way, I still haven't paid for it. I just paid another $500 oh, okay. to start it. So it could get to Ford and I can go look at it and be like, no, thanks. Okay. Um, so that's a little bit different than, than, right. than pre-sale, but yes, it was ambiguous content. Right. Before, before I could order. Yeah. Um, and then once I could order the, and, and the waves, they call it waves came out of ordering. Then the, the process was different. It started mm -hmm. the build process, the production yeah. process, but never talked to a person. And I would be worried about that person and all the people who've ordered trucks, especially when the batteries started catching on fire. Right. What's wrong with my truck? Anyway, that's yeah. an interesting one for, for you. I just wanted to share that. And now I'm in the seat of yeah uh, the the emotions of well, a I was gonna say it's process, the emotional. which is a roller coaster mm -hmm. like i really want to live in that community i've been stalking i've been looking yeah. i've picked out my floor plan and then if it's like crickets on the other end it it gives the impression that like you know do, does anybody even really care that i'm like yeah i'm ready to go but yeah, we forget about that emotional investment. All right, we're moving on to the news. And this segment oh. brought to you, you by our by our partner, our proud sponsor, the 2023 Online Sales Academy. Jen, oh, Is it, we were plugging, on. we're doing plugs. If we're going to take over a podcast, let's do a plug for this oh online my sales gosh. academy. Heck yes, we are. Okay, guys. 2023 Spring Online Sales Academy. We just opened registration. We've got a few tickets left. It is a small, intimate group setting for new online sales specialists. And I would say also what we've seen in the past couple of years is that everybody's doing things all across the board. There's, you know, some not really a good structured foundational core um, program out there that we've seen in some cases. Oh, we might have to edit that out. Mike, I just dropped something on the floor. No, it's staying in. Oh, that's fine. My pedometer just fell on the floor, guys. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Online Sales Academy, though, is not just for newbies. It's for people who really haven't had any structured training. So if you have an online sales specialist that has been in the seat and could use, you know, a refresher, could use that core training, this is for you. Jesse Suggs and I, our other coach, amazing mm -hmm. coach, we're going to be in Virginia Beach, Virginia at the beach, beautiful brand new hotel, two days, end of April. Um, and you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. It's going to be awesome. Yes, absolutely. And then it's not just the two days. It goes beyond oh, yeah. that with eight more weeks of virtual mm -hmm. um, 
training that you're doing and a certification at the end. So if you want to get your online yes. sales specialist certified, this is the place to do it. We've had a lot of yes. great online sales specialists go through this. So go check it out. It's, yes. uh, I'm not going to get the full address. You can go to doconvert.com and you can see it down <laughs> there at the events side of things. So that's the first piece of news slash art. We'll call it a sponsor. Sponsored yes, by OSA. Sponsored. Um, next piece of news. Ooh, this is a good one. Mm. The online sales benchmarks, marketers, leaders, online sales specialists. You're going to love oh. this one. So we wrapped up 2022 and there are a couple of big old fat takeaways um, on the benchmarks for 2022. Which one do you want to start with first? I've got a number I want to start with. Well, I just want to start by saying that... I don't like your voice. Like, what? Why are oh, you so? What's, no, what's, no. What's... I, I was reflective. I was. Okay. I was reflecting. I reflecting. thought you were depressed. Oh no, 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 no okay. depressed was, over here. No, nervous. no, no, no. No, I was reflecting, and I just want to say that I was like, I was pleasantly like happy about what the what the benchmarks were for 2022 compared to 2021. Before we get into that, I just want to say I was, I was encouraged by what the results were. Um, I think the the one I want to start with is that when we looked at year over year, you know, leads from 2021 to 2022, we saw about a 38% drop in leads, right? No surprise. You know, we looked at lead volume. I, I'm a little um, surprised. I thought that would have been higher. I thought, yeah, I thought that would have been higher, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like I was pleasantly like, okay, we all knew that it was going to be <laughs> that there was going to be a difference, but I was thinking like 50% and it was a 38% drop in leads. So that was the first thing that I thought was interesting. What well, Jen, Jen in, just yeah. let's back up just for a second. If, if you guys are hearing about this for the first time, we, we benchmark uh, the builders that are following our process oh, yes. for reporting and data the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, 31 states, 136 online sales specialists, um, 20,000 plus leads per month that we're looking at. So a lot of good data from a lot of different markets. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where this information is coming from. And we work yes. to put these out quarterly as we're tracking, because I think the trends are important. But yeah, the first one we looked at when we did year over year was that lead volume, which took a little bit of a dip, mm -hmm. little dippy doo, but there was an increase. Even though leads were down, where was the the first increase? Yes. Yeah, so the first increase was actually um, lead to appointment. And so in 2021, um, it was at 34%. In 2022, it went up to 36% yeah. lead to appointment. So I thought that was interesting. We actually increased. And I think the the main thing was, you know, when we we really kind of shifted to, okay, Leads are down. We've we've got to have this when in doubt, get them out. Mm -hmm. You know, really go for the appointment. You know, every time change our language to let's come out for a discovery tour. Let's come out for an informational session. And we're really trying to get as many appointments happening as possible for our on-site teams. And then also we really ramped up the prospecting efforts. Like, right. okay, leads are down. Let's like we got to go resuscitate older leads. So. I wasn't surprised to really kind of see that. And actually, when we looked at our top tier performing programs, that, that number was actually closer to like 
Dang. lead to appointment. Yeah. So it was actually a pretty big jump up for lead to appointment. Do we have to mark this explicit if I say dang? I don't think so. I don't think that I counts. think you're safe with dang. I think I'm safe. I just said it again. Well, and and <laughs> with a low <laughs> with a lower with a lower lead count, we can go, we can increase mm. the frequency, the touch points. We can get back to old school. Yes. Uh or mm -hmm. old school ramped up highly you know on we always say online sales is a contact sport yes but the other thing too i saw just thinking about appointments was having to change our mindset and the consumer mindset that appointment doesn't equal sale like don't be afraid yes. of the appointment where before mm -hmm. if you were going on appointment that means you were writing a contract mm -hmm. now appointment is what we're used to the the logical next right. step in the process yes so that's good i like to see those yeah. numbers up right that's great um, the next one I'm looking here down, I'm going through this blog post, the, the news article appointment to sale conversion remained at 18%, which was 19% yes. in 2021. So we're still getting sales. I was surprised from, by that one too, yeah. honestly, yeah. because, you know, if we think about what happened, I mean, and we did see, we did see a dip, right? Uh, third and fourth quarter appointment to sale went down to 15%. Yeah, both quarters, um, right? Yeah. So, you know, interest rates, you know, things happening last year, um, I would expect that to have gone down, but it only went down on average the 1%. So 2021 was 19%, 2022 was 18%. So staying pretty strong there. Yeah. And that's like, we want to point out interesting things and also the the challenging things, uh, the the Q3 and Q4 were tough. Mm -hmm. We really were. Like it started getting really tough at the at the end of the third quarter. So we saw some of those dips. And I think that was the increase of competition and increase in mm -hmm. interest rates. And we were yeah. just the the market was adjusting to what it needed to adjust to. So we saw that for sure. Mm -hmm. But overall, we're still remaining high at 18%. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And then our contribution. So we look at, you know, online sales contribution, and this is always a, a really, a really big one that you guys want to always look at because it's like, we talked about being the heartbeat of your program really, because it kind of takes what's happening on site and online and brings it together. Online sales contribution is overall, um, out of the company sales, how many were coming from appointments that the online sales specialist set or kept. And that number for 2022 was 52%, which was really close to what it was in 2021, right? 2021, I think was 54, 2022 was 52. So it's still remaining strong. And in fact, again, we looked at, this is an average. So I just want to point that out too. This is an average of all of those builders, Mike mentioned that we're, we're looking at this data on. So new builders, builders we've been working with for a while, big team, little teams, all those things. And when we look at the top performing teams, top tier teams, that number was really closer to 57% uh, contribution. So if you're wondering, does 50% still make sense for me, for my goal to be? The answer is yes. Like that, you know, needs to be your, your stretch goal or, or what you're looking towards. Cause that's what we're seeing is kind of that average still. Yeah. In Q4, it dropped down to 47%. Again, mm -hmm. uh, tougher, tougher end of the year, three months, but overall that remaining around that 50%. And we gave that number last, but like Jen was saying, it's good to start with that number first. 
Because mm-hmm. those two at the beginning, the leads to appointment kept and appointment to sale can kind of fluctuate and move around. Um, but if you're hitting that 50% mark or higher, you're in a good spot. You know, if mm-hmm. what we have a lot of builders say is like, oh my gosh, I'm at 27% contribution. Okay, right. well, we're missing, we're missing some opportunities. There's some holes mm-hmm. in the funnel. There's some things that we could do different to make sure online sales is contributing and making up for that gap. So that's, yeah. that's why I want to look at those numbers. Um, yeah. So check, point. check out that blog in full because we give you some, you know, just some things to focus on to just kind of taking these numbers into consideration and what you could be focusing on. One of which, you know, which kind of leads us into our next news article is, you know, really looking at those realtors, you know, we've seen an increase in realtor trap real estate agent traffic you know more call-ins for you know as we have inventory more mls activity more calling in from realtors more realtors going directly out on site right which could ping that online sales contribution a little bit you know going around online sales and going directly to the on-site agents so Definitely check out the other article that we have just posted about working with real estate agents. And so, Mike, let's go through. Yeah, absolutely. Some Ultimate of those. guide to communication yes. with real estate agents. First, a little podcast check in. I think we're doing pretty good. Jen, what do you think? I mean, on a scale of one to was 10. There any, was there any doubt? We're, we're, we're like 11. I, I, <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> I love the. We're gonna I mean, use, we only had one thing where my my thing fell off my. I'm gonna let my, that slide because it's gonna tie uh, in. It's called a callback. Um, <laughs> we're gonna call back to this at the end about your pedometer dropping onto the ground. So, I think that'll come. Oh in my handy. goodness! All right, the ultimate guide to communicating with those realtors, those real estate agents. Remember them, mm. the ones we told to take a hike, and <laughs> when the market was, we don't need those. Realtors anymore. Oh my gosh. We're all friends. We're all friends again. And how can online sales participate Mm -hmm. in that? Because again, as a first point of contact for our consumers, uh, our other consumer is our our real realtors and our real estate partners. We want to make sure that we are reaching out and connecting with them. So now that my wife is an official realtor (laughs) and real estate agent, I just yes. think about how can you talk to my wife, right? Like, that's oh man, want. we're gonna we're gonna have some magical transactions together, Corey and 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 I. That's right. Um, you know, I think that's the first thing. Like, online sales specialists really need to think about is not even like how to like nurture them or like follow up with them, but the first thing is just the the way that you communicate with them, and that this is really B to B sales, B2B communication, you know, you both have that common goal of helping, helping your buyer, moving them through the home buying journey, ultimately getting them to purchase a home with you. So I think that's the first thing online sales, like just remember that and talk to them in that sort of way. And, you know, it, it goes to a lot of like communication and education you know, Mike, when I was, when we were preparing for the summit, um, the last summit that we had, I wanted to make sure that we had a session on this because mm-hmm. even back in the fall, like we were starting to see more of this and like, we've got to really ramp up to how we work with realtors. And so in preparation for that, I called some realtor friends and just asked them, 
like, hey, do you know what an, a new home online sales specialist is? And they were like, what? No. Um, okay, so when you're looking, when you have a buyer who's interested in new construction, like where do you go? I go to the MLS. Okay. Do you ever call builders' websites? Like, you know, do you go and who do you talk to? I, I talk to the receptionist that works there. Okay. So again, like they have no idea, like this is the perception out there. And then I said, okay, if you had a, a builder liaison or representative that could like feed you with information about like, hey, this inventory just came on the market or we've got some move-in ready homes over here at Happy Acres. Would you want that? Would that help you? Oh my gosh, yes, that would be amazing. Okay, great. What's the best way to communicate? Sending you emails? No. Like, do not just send me email. Emails are fine, but we're not looking at that on a daily basis. Call me and text me. Call me and leave me a voicemail and then text me right after and let me know you just left the voicemail. Like, it's got to be that kind of direct communication. And, you know, Mike, you and I were talking about this with another uh, partner of ours, just about how... If, you know, what kind of, am I, am I trying to do this with a database of 800 realtors? No. Yeah. You want to, yeah. you want to cull that list to your, yes. your power, your power 20, right. your power, whatever it is, 30, 50, you, you want to get that list down a little bit. And that's a mistake. I think a lot of people think about is like, okay, I'll just pull everybody from our database that's been entered in as a realtor, mm-hmm. or I'll go buy a list. Don't ever do that. Please don't ever buy a, a list of agents. Um, it won't work. So you got to start creating this from scratch. It's really that true guerrilla marketing. Wait, wait, one by wait, one. wait, 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 what? wait, Mike, Mike, yes. Mike. What? Um, why shouldn't I go buy a realtor list? Because why does cheap. that not work? Because they're Mike? cheap and everybody can get their hands on them. Okay, and and exactly, and it's probably filled with with real estate agents who have had one transaction in the last five years. Yeah. So they're not relevant and and up to date. Yeah. It feels good. Like, look, I did it. 2,500 people. I sent out an email. They all have my stuff. If you go look at open rates on that, they're terrible. Yeah. So it's a permission-based list that you're building over time. Yes. You know, you have five to 10 good interactions with realtors this month. You put them on your list. You, you got this dedicated um, separate list that you're like, all right, I'm just going to communicate with them frequently. You build that up over a year, that incrementally adds up. And I just, I think that is valuable because realtors keep coming back to online sales to make their life easier. Yes. I can go to one spot instead of going to community by community by community, trying to figure out what's out there. If I need some help, you want them when they're thinking of new homes to think of you. Yes. And so that's why we shift that a little bit just in how we communicate the style of communication. Yes, we can do emails that are targeted and relevant, but mm-hmm. you've got to get do that ground game of texting and calling those those preferred realtor partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check out the article. There's there's some great tips in there for you um, to be able to to kind of get through that. We love our realtors again. Yay! I've been seeing Jen. I've been seeing I'm some crazy stuff. I heard realtor. the other day eight percent to a realtor. What? I, that's crazy. We don't we don't endorse that at all. Just so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, please Listen. do not do that. You know they. Listen, I asked them that question too. And they said the right thing. I said, would you go, would you take your buyer somewhere else if, the, if it was a higher commission? And they all said, absolutely not. We take our buyers where they want to go and the best fit for them. Well, that's, that's the right correct. answer. That is politically correct. <laughs> we like that. 
All right, we're going to shift gears to current favorites. Oh, man. Going all the way back. This is the callback, folks. So what's what's your current favorite uh, things in the world right now? Oh, I've got one man. that's business related. Yeah, I know. You've got your business one. Well, mine is personal. It's kind because, of business related. Well, it is kind of business related. You know, you're right. So I have a Peloton downstairs. However, I only can use that once a day or whatever. And I got this, I have a stand-up desk at home, my home office, and I got this mini under the desk treadmill so that I can, you know, on times when I'm really not on, on calls, I can do my project work while I'm, I can walk and, and stand and do my work at the same time. And Jesse and Rachel, our new coach as well, started this 10,000 step a day challenge. So I'm like, okay, this is, Hey man, it is, it is, you have to be really intentional and think about how you're going to get these steps in. Especially like when you have a lot of calls during the day, like you can't be like walking and training. You cannot do two things at once. And I listen, okay. I will let you all in on a secret because you know, we're all friends here. I did fall off of it one time when (laughs) somebody like FaceTimed me and I tried to answer my FaceTime while walking at the same time. It was like the first couple of days I was That's getting dangerous. used to it. Yeah, I understand. And there was a little, you know, kerfluffle sound in my office and my husband did come running upstairs. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you just fall off your treadmill? Safety but first, what I would listen, I was telling uh, I was telling you this earlier though, Mike, seriously. Um I've been doing this. We've been doing this challenge now for a couple of weeks or so, but like really focused on it the last 10 days, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I have more energy. Like I'm not exhausted by the end of the day as much. Like it's really made a big difference. Plus, you know, working from home, I mean, it's hard to kind of manage that stuff and I was thinking about how amazing it would be for online sales specialists. Like I can remember like prospecting and being like, okay, I got to get in the groove, man. If I had a walking treadmill, I would have been calling. I would have been smiling, dialing and walking and calling like a hundred people in a day and just what it just knocked it out. So it is something to think about. If you have an online sales specialist out there that would be interested in this. This is a great present. They're not super expensive. I've heard and the then- term, the phrase motion is lotion. Just got to stay in motion. You got to stay I, you know, in I motion. I always like rhyming phrases. Well, but that is and, good. I, I, listen, I was giving shout outs to the, the online sales team because I was like, you guys' vibe and energy is so good, even with everything that's going on and the shifts. In the, and they're like, yeah, man, we're walking. We're walking. Walking. <laughs> hey, we were walking on our team huddle this morning and somebody let Carla into our, our group, our new Carla, into our walking group. And she's walked, she's got like 20,000 steps in a day. And I'm like, who the heck was that? And, yeah. you know, of course, I'm, I'm like, let's make a competition out of this, you know. And you guys are like virtual like, mall walkers. <laughs> Is that what you are? Basically. Basically. <laughs> okay, um, what's, your, what's your favorite thing? Here's my favorite thing. I've seen this in a couple different instances where... Um, you know, online sales specialists really pushing and driving at the end of last year, trying to close out strong, trusting the process, doing their prospecting. And then you see January numbers where they had like a 60% conversion out of leads because leads were still not like crazy high, but they were getting there. I'm like, where, 
where did these appointments come from? And you look at it and you go, oh, these are from leads that are old, those aged leads. Yes. And it's so right? encouraging to see those teams really just um, focusing on this and watching it pay off for them. Mm-hmm. That makes it just makes me happy. It makes me so happy because I know we we sit there and that's our you know drumbeat every coaching call and training call we're talking about. Right. This, but you see it in action, and you go, all right, they trusted the process and it's paying off. It makes me do my walking in my head. I get my 10,000 steps oh, in my head. I, I my average that. is only 6,000 something a day. <laughs> I you thought I was step, doing good. You better step it up. I'm going to, I don't know what I got to do. I'm going to strap it on my yeah. hey, puppy dog too. Jesse straps her uh, Apple watch to her ankle. For accuracy <laughs> or what? Yeah, because, you know, when you're on, like if you're working and walking, your oh. Apple Watch is not like moving with it, right? Which is why I got the pedometer <gasps> because I, I'm sorry, Jesse, but I was not going to strap my Apple Watch to my ankle. That's weird. That's so, what the cool kids do. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I said, you know, I'm going to get the pedometer, which the pedometer has higher steps than the Apple Watch. So it definitely checks out that this isn't working in the same way when you're Ladies the- and gentlemen. That is why we left the pedometer drop in the podcast originally. So for yes. those of you who have stayed on with us this long, there I wonder you go. how many people are still listening. So four thousand. So here's what I here's what I want to say. Thank you, first of all, to our team uh, who yes. runs the Market Proof Marketing podcast every week. Like it's that consistency. It's a That's lot, some serious man. stamina. Yes. Um, we were excited to take over. We hopefully. Uh, didn't mess it up too bad. We appreciate all of you <laughs> who are listening and paying attention. They're going to put an outro here, which is some kind of message that they oh, do. Okay, the we don't have to do podcast. the. We don't have to do the outro. We don't I, don't. I don't think so. Okay. So. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for That's listening, Jen Knuckles. Activate. High five. Activate. We got it. I think we did it. We nailed it. Of course, we did. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.